a guy dropped off his uh, talus cotton, his tzitzes, at the dry cleaner. He went to go pick it up. They told him that'll be $65. He said, $65 for one garment? They said, yeah, well, it's uh, $4 for the garment and $61 to get all those knots out. So here, here's a story about uh, doing uh, your own laundry, not bringing your uh, clothing to the cleaners. In our Parsha, Parsha's Yisroi, Perig Yud Tes, Posuk Yud, chapter 19, verse 10. This is talking about the preparations before the giving of the Torah at Sinai. Hashem said to Mesha, Go to the people, and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and they should wash their clothes. Okay, that's one of the preparations that took place before the uh, revelation of the Torah at, uh, at Har Sinai. So just looking at this one aspect of the story, what does it mean that Moshe should sanctify the people? Hashem tells Moshe, you, Moshe, sanctify them. And that they should wash their clothes. Why Moshe should sanctify them and they should wash their clothes. What's the difference between those two things? And what does it mean that Moshe should sanctify them? I know what it means they should wash their clothes, but what does it mean Moshe should sanctify them? And why, they done, why is one done by Moshe and one's done by the people, done by the, the, themselves? And then also, what's the deeper meaning of washing their clothes? So, I'll tell you a story that I actually just recently wrote up I'll give a little plug for the uh, Neshei Chabad newsletter where I've been writing a column for about a year. And in the latest issue, the uh, Shvat issue, so I, uh, I included this story. Here, here's, here, here's the column. At any rate... The story takes place the first Rosh Hashanah in 770 on uh, the Shul on 770 Eastern Parkway, which became Lubavitch World Headquarters after the previous Rebbe came to America. So this was Rosh Hashanah Tovshin Aleph, 1940, heading into the year 1941. And the story... I heard from Reb Yisrael Gordon Zolgazunzayn, who was there as a child of, I believe, eight years old at the time. And he says the Friedrich Rebbe came in the shul and he was davening at his stender. And when the Chazan finished the entire Mairev on the night going into Rosh Hashanah, they heard, after they had finished, Nechazen had finished, they heard the, the, the Friedrich Rebbe saying the words, Hamariv Arovim, which are the last words of the first paragraph of the opening blessings of Shema. In other words, when the 
Chazan had finished, the entire might of the Friedrich Rebbe had only just begun. Don't ask me how such a mistake was made, how that happened, but that's what happened. That's, that's, that's the fact. Once they realized that was the situation, obviously no one would dare leave. No one's going to walk out. So uh, you can't just sit there doing nothing, especially on Rosh Hashanah. So they handed out books of Tehillim. And each person took a Tehillim and just started saying Tehillim. And little Yisrael said that there were men who got through the entire Sefer Tehillim once. There are men who've got through the entire Sefer Tehillim twice. I guess people who say Tehillim really fast. Uh, we're able to finish the entire Sefer Tehillim twice. He said he was a little kid. He got, I think, somewhere in the 80s, you know, in the, in the pays of uh, Kapitoloch. And finally, after, I guess, a couple hours, a few hours, the Friedrich Rebbe finally finished. And after he finished davening, he turned around and his face was drenched with tears. He had been sobbing the entire time. In fact, the way Rabbi Sol described it is that it was so silent in the shul the entire time while everyone was saying till him, the only sound you could hear was the Friedrich Rebbe choking on his tears. So when he turned around, his face was just drenched in, in, in tears. And he looked at the chsidim and he said, uh, And he turned around and he left shul. So after that, it was quiet for a few seconds. And then suddenly the first person to move jumped up and he ran. And he made a beeline for the shtender, the lectern podium, where the Friedrich Rebbe had been davening for hours, standing over that podium, crying copious tears. And this chassid ran over and he started, um, he grabbed the, um, the, uh, the cloth uh, that was on top of that, of, of the shtender, and he started um, rubbing it on his face. And the gabai of the shul, Rabbi Yechenen Gordon, who happens to have also been Rabbi Sorol's father, so he sees this guy rubbing this wet cloth, this cloth that's drenched in the Friedrich Rebbe's tears on his face, and he, and he screams to the guy, Vostusto, what are you doing? So the guy looks at Rabbi Yechanan and he says, Demois mechabsais. Tears cleanse. It's a Kabbalistic idea that tears of tshuva, tears of regret, cleanse the face. They remove the, the, the defilement of sin. Rabbi Yechanan shot back at him. He says, Das is mit That's with your own tears. He says, don't wipe off your face with the Rebbe's tears. Wipe your face with your tears. The Mois Mechab says, you want to cleanse yourself, you cry the tears. I think this story is a perfect illustration of a very basic concept in Chassidus Chabad, which goes back to the very first generation with the Alter Rebbe, with the Balatanya, Rebbe Shneir Zalman of Liadi. 
In fact, this is one of the points of contention between him and the other tzaddikim, the Tamidi Amagid, especially Reb Shlemek Karlina, who used to say, Atayra, he used to say, Tzaddik b'menose yechaya, that a tzaddik with his amuna yechaya will enliven, he enlivens others, that the tzaddik has such great amuna that he can carry others on his shoulders, so to speak. And the Alter Rebbe insisted, no, that was not to be the relationship between Chassid and Rebbe, that it was tzaddik b'menose yechaya, the tzaddik will, will live, he himself lives, by his amuna, and thereby he can set an example, and he can be a leader, but each individual has to have their own amunah. They cannot merely depend on the Rebbe's connection to Hashem as a substitute for their own work. And, uh, and indeed, we're in the week just following Yud Shvat. Yud Shvat was the histalkus, the passing of the Friedrich Rebbe in Tavshin Yud, 1950. And then one year later, Tavshin Yud Aleph, 1951, was in the Rebbe officially accepted the Nesias, and at the very first Fabrengen, the Rebbe made very, very clear what the agreement was going to be. That in the classic sense of a Chabad Rebbe, the way the Alter Rebbe established it, and the way that it was kept through the generations, that Chassidim have to do their own work. The Rebbe famously said, said, Legzich nicht kein fegelach in bosom. Don't put, I mean, literally, don't put birds in your, in your chest. So there's different explanations what that means. I heard one person even say what, what it means is a person who stuffs his shirt full of birds and thinks that he'll fly. So it means don't fool yourself to think that you're going to find some trick or some mechanism that's going to do the work for you, that's going to be a shortcut, that's going to, you know, fly make you fly. No, if you want to get somewhere, you're going to have to go with your own power on your own two feet. You have to do it yourself. And that's basically what the Rebbe was telling the Chassidim, that uh, you have to do your own work. So this story of Rabbi Yechonen Gordon reproaching this Chassid who wiped the Friedrich Rebbe's tears on his face, to me is like the archetypical encapsulation of, of, of this idea. On one hand, on one hand, Let's think about this. This was Rosh Hashanah Tavshin Aleph. This is going into 1941. We know what 1941. 1941 was, was the final solution. And, and the Rebbe, as Rebbe, I, I don't know what a Rebbe experiences. I don't know what they see. I don't know what their, their experience on a Rosh Hashanah is. But we can, we can assume that a, a leader of Klal Yisrael is going into the Yem the, Adin, the, 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 the day when Hashem is judging what's going to be for the coming year and he has all of that on his shoulders and he's trying and that's and hence he's standing there weeping for hours davening for hours trying to do something to change the fate to change what's going to happen or, or whatever it is that a, that a tzaddik does in those situations and on one hand you see that's that's the rebbe's davening that wasn't a regular person's davening that, that was unique to the rebbe and at the exact same time for a chassid to come and then take those tears and wipe off his own face, that was anathema. That was such a, such a, a loathsome concept that you would come and use the Rebbe in a way to substitute for your own work. So on one hand, the Rebbe is the Rebbe. The Rebbe is Reish Beis Yud, Rosh B'nei Yisrael, the head of the Jewish people. He's doing things up there. He's seeing things up there that we don't see. On the other hand, you know what? 
Each person does their own work. You wipe your face, you clean yourself with your own tears, do your own work. It really encapsulates that idea. And this is really what, what, what the Pasuk is telling us. And in fact, this was a mimer of the Alter Rebbe. Before the Alter Rebbe's imprisonment, his maimorim were very, very, very short. So Erev Shavuos, this is the Hayyemim from Hey Sivan. Hey Sivan is, is Erev Shavuos. Hayyemim, of course, is a sefer that the, the Rebbe compiled with short entries for every day. This is a nice Hayyemim that's falling apart. And we'll, I'll use my joke again from Wednesday night. Somebody whose Hayyemim is falling apart probably means that their life isn't. <laughs> it means they're using their Hayyemim. Okay, fine. So, hey, Sivan, Erev Shvus. It says that Erev Chag Shvus, Tov Kuf Nun Zayin. On the eve of Shvus, 5557, which means 1797, the Alter Rebbe taught the following teaching. This was the whole teaching. Sanctify them today and tomorrow, and they shall cleanse their garments. Right? That was the verse that we, that we read. That Hashem told Moshe, you should sanctify them today and tomorrow. And they should cleanse their garments. What does that mean? This, so the Altar said, sanctify them today and tomorrow is from above. They shall cleanse their garments. One must do himself. And that was his entire teaching. That was the Altar entire teaching. I told you. Before his imprisonment, his teachings were very short. Anyways, luckily, his grandson and successor, the Tzemach Tzedek came and he elaborated. He gave it a little, he fleshed it out a little bit more. He says like this. Sanctify them. This was said by Hashem to Moshe. And the extension of Moshe, Ispashtusa de Moshe, like it says in, in, in the Zayah. The, the extension of Moshe in every generation. The Moshe-like figure in each generation. Is able to sanctify the today and the tomorrow. But for this is needed, and they, the Jewish people, shall cleanse their garments. What are garments? We know in, in Tanya that your garments mean your behaviors. Because just like garments aren't you, they're, they go on you, but they're not you. So to your behaviors aren't you. Who are you? You're, you are your ideas and your feelings. That's really inextricably linked with, with your personality, who you are. But your behaviors, I mean, that's... The, 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 the good thing about behaviors is you don't have to actually be emotionally and intellectually congruent with something to force yourself to do it. You can just do the right thing even when you're, you can fake it till you make it, even when you don't feel like it. So behaviors are called garments. So clean the garments, the garments of thought, speech, and action. That has to be done by each individual. So what is the teaching? The teaching is this. That in order to prepare for Torah, there's something that we need Maisha Rabbeinu for, and only Maisha could do it. Only Maisha can lift us up to a certain level. Hayyim and Macher, meaning today and tomorrow. Tomorrow means receiving of the Torah, the day that they would receive the Torah. And without Maisha doing whatever Maisha does, his job as a Rebbe, we, we wouldn't be ready. On the other hand, at the same exact time, you got to wash your own garments. You have to take responsibility for your behaviors, your thought, your speech, and your action, and to refine them with your own power and your own work.